You're listening to Texas Slim's Vision, where we discuss food intelligence, the Texas Beef Initiative, and how to design an international lifestyle starting right here, right now. You don't want to miss this. And now, here's your host, Texas Slim. Hey guys, this is Texas Slim with Texas Slim's Vision. Uh, we're sitting here early in the morning. It is Tuesday morning, December 1st, and I am lucky enough to ha- have a, a guest. Uh, we, we tried to do a rip earlier. We had some audio problems, but we're going to invite Kyle Murphy here, the Bitcoin bomb. Uh, he is here this morning. He is in Austin, Texas. The sun is coming through the windows there at 7th and Brazos. I'm up here in Northwest Texas. How you doing this morning, Kyle? I'm doing good, Slim. Good to be here. Good to see Bummer. you. Bummer that first rip didn't uh, didn't make it through audio-wise. It was certainly a good rip, but I'm sure we'll have another one. So. Yeah, I, I think we always have plenty enough to talk about because we did end that rip uh, saying, hey, let's do this again really soon, maybe after the <laughs> the block party. So I guess sooner than was, expected. Yeah, that was just a beta test. And here we go. We're going to uh, we're going to do it and we're going to get this out before the block party. So hopefully this will be launching on Wednesday night. And uh, so what I want to do with this one is really talk about the block party. Uh, what we have going on, uh, what you're doing in Austin. And I want to talk about the Bitcoin, uh, the, the pleb lab. That is very important. You guys, are, you know, you guys are bringing on some new developers. You're bringing in some new ideas. I know you've got a lot of things on the plate and you're moving pretty fast with this. And, you know, I was on a, a chat last night in spaces with you and it's funny, there's a lot of people in the Bitcoin world that's still really not understanding Austin. I, I, I got that sense. And they're they're not tuned in yet as far as what's really going on. So I want I, I thought about this last night when we were on that spaces because we were talking about, you know, the OSHI app. We were talking about the Texas Beef Initiative. We we're talking about the block party mainly. So why don't you give us a really good rundown, you know, not too bad too, too too much of the history of it, but where we are now and kind of your vision of what you've developed as far as the team, the people that are coming in and and what do you see for Austin right now? Sure. Uh, great questions. So I guess probably the best place to start this conversation, honestly, is is probably right here with the Austin Bitcoin Club. That's kind of how everything for me and Carr got started here in Austin. Uh, if you go back just a handful of months, it's it's been like m- maybe five and a half months since me and Carr met. Carr is the co-founder of the Austin Bitcoin Club. Marty Bent's producer, co-founder of Pleb Industries, Pleb Lab, pretty much everything we've got going on here. And uh, we met about five and a half months ago. We had some some similar visions for like what we wanted out of the kind of the city we were living in. And one of those common themes was that we both thought there was space for uh, more regular get-togethers for places for Bitcoiners to kick it, which spawned the Austin Bitcoin Club. Austin Bitcoin Club very quickly um, brought a lot of like really great ideas to the table uh, from Slim from meeting number one. I mean, we at the very first meeting at the Genesis meetup, we actually introduced ourselves. We kind of talked about where we thought Austin Bitcoin Club could go, some of the ideas we had for it. 
I talked very early on about what what we wanted to do was to go and orange pill all of Rainy Street and turn that into Bitcoin Street. Um, and then I basically passed the mic around the room at the Genesis meetup. I, I literally passed it around the room. I was just like, everybody here, introduce yourself, say hello, tell us some of the things you would like from something like Austin Bitcoin Club. And that night, and for a handful of days moving forward after that night, one of the big kind of takeaways was that people want devs to get together. They wanted to do like mini hackathons. We had a whole bunch of ideas tossed around for like how with all of the devs that have come to the city of Austin, how can we get them together more regularly so that we can see more cool things come out of the space. And me and Carr just ran with that too, which leads us into Pleb Lab. Um, we started looking at buying a house was our first thought. We were going to kind of try and do something called Pleb House, where we would turn the house into an incubator accelerator program, get a bunch of devs to come. A couple of them could live there. A couple of them could work there. And basically in the process of trying to find the house, plan out the idea, we were already working at Capital Factory where I'm at now. Uh, because Capital Factory had hooked us up for the event space for the Austin Bitcoin Club. The VP of operations, uh, I had started orange pilling him probably day three here. Uh, he looked over one day, saw a car looking at houses, asked what he was doing. Again, one thing led to another. We kind of worked ourselves a deal with the Capital Factory for a 10-person office space to launch what is now Pleb Lab. Okay, so Pleb Lab, in the early days, um, it was kind of let's get devs together semi-regularly. It becomes, I think we could probably get devs together all of the time. And really, so like kind of my initial thought with once I got the office and knew that I was going to be able to get these devs together regularly, my thought process for like what could we do with that quickly kind of outlined into we're going to try and bootstrap an accelerator. If we're going to get devs together all of the time, we might as well help these guys try and grow their projects, find a way to turn it into an accelerator so that the Bitcoin ecosystem can just keep growing. Um, so kind of how we outline that and, and where I'm at with it currently is that we, we were provided an unbelievable amount of value and opportunity through Capital Factory. I didn't have any cash up front. I didn't start an accelerator with like millions or billions of dollars from successfully funded previous companies. Uh, I, I didn't have any kind of VC or network connections inside of the Bitcoin space, really. So all I had was an office space and whatever opportunities and stuff existed inside the leveraged ecosystem that is Capital Factory. So my thought process was just give it away. Get get the devs in the door as easily as you possibly can and just start proving that having Bitcoin developers together in a space all of the time works. So that's what we did. We, uh, we announced it at the Austin Bitcoin Club meetup and then I, I asked to make an announcement down at the BitDevs meetup on the Thursday after we realized we had the office and I basically told a room filled with 150 devs is like, hey, I've got free office space. If you're interested, reach out. It took about two weeks until we had Pleb Lab filled. Uh, I ran with like a 50% 50% model. So 50% of the room is just devs that have already either been funded or are working for already established companies, 50% startups. That way I could kind of stay focused 
on the team that's trying to start their projects and the guys that don't necessarily need as much focus still bring a lot of experience and talent and value to the room, but that don't necessarily need one or two people's kind of like full-time attention. And uh, I asked nothing from them. I just literally wanted the devs in the space. You come in, we try to help get you funded. That was out of all we had. That was just like, just make sure that it works and you can leverage that success. That's kind of where we stand right now. Um, we're currently getting very close to what I believe is the end of round one. I have a couple guys I think will probably get funded soon. One of those guys, Michael, is the developing team behind Oshi, which will lead us into the uh, the Austin Bitcoin block party this week. Sure. You brought up a couple of things. It reminds me of the, you know, the startup days, the social media days, all that kind of stuff as far as what you're trying to accomplish. This is a different realm. This is a different generation. One thing that I see is, you know, Austin's always going to get a lot of attention and a lot of people definitely have their eyeball on Austin at all times. We know for various reasons why it's cool, it's trendy, it's it's basically innovation, it's incubator, it's a think tank, all that kind of great stuff. There's a talent stack there that goes unmatched in a lot of ways. Let's talk to the developers right now because there's a lot of the developers that are extremely intelligent, that are very good, <laughs> and they would rather work into the Bitcoin protocol than anything else out there. They basically feel like they can't. They might feel like they're trapped or captured. Their skill set is being used in a centralized way that they're disgusted with, and they can't. Let's talk about a young guy, a young developer, whatever, older developer, it doesn't matter. Somebody that said, screw it, I'm going to get into this. I got to get to Austin. What I see in Austin, because I spent most of my adult life in Austin, was, you know, the pricing of living in Austin. I know that you live out of a, a, a refurbished truck that you did that is your home. That is probably pretty cool. I haven't seen it yet. I expect an invite soon. But one thing that I see, because I've heard you talk about. Yes. Stakes next time you're in town, Slim. There you go. From KNC Cattle, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, what I see for a lot of guys is that is that walled garden of being able to survive in Austin, Texas, but having all the freedom that you're bringing to be innovative. There is a barrier there that people maybe need to like lose because you've beaten it. You've beaten the housing cost in Austin with what you're doing. What can, what type of hope or uh, inspiration or advice can you give to guys who are saying, Hey, I'm stuck here in Boston and I want to get to Austin. How do I do this? How do I become part of what Kyle is doing, you know, and Carr is doing and Marty's doing everybody that you have going there? How can I make this happen? Let's give some people a roadmap. Let's give them a destination that they say, oh, shit, I'm going to do this next week. I'm, I'm on my way. What would sure. be your advice? I, well, so there's a couple of things to talk about in that question. One, I would say, I mean, I'm obviously, uh, I'm me, so I yeah. do things a little bit differently. I just do them the way that I do them, right? I have right. some military experience, whatever. My life like kind of led me down certain paths. What I will say is regardless of your past or, or whatever, I, I genuinely believe in the idea that a human being who wants to do anything is capable of doing that thing. If you don't want to suffer through some things for that thing that you want. I think that's really kind of where it boils down to 
how much do you want something? So I've actually kind of really even started to get into that when we have the conversation of like, when somebody tells me that something they want, I'm like, well, what are you willing to suffer for, for that thing that you say you want? Because if you're not willing to go through the hardships that will be required for that thing that you want, then you actually don't even really want it. And that's fine. But let's just say that, right? So I think if you're out there and you really want to get to Austin, that is 100% attainable. So the first piece of advice is just like, figure out if you actually want it. And if you want it, then start putting in the work. It's the same thing that we do with everything we've done at Austin Bitcoin Club, Club Lab. It's just proof of work. Just get up and start getting shit done. It's really kind of that simple. Now, moving past the kind of metaphysical, like what can we do to kind of in the real world, like make it a more attainable goal. There are options. There are van life. There is affordable housing you can look into. And you can also go to uh, plebhouse.life and you can express your interest in a community living space for Bitcoiners because a friend of ours through the Austin Bitcoin Club is looking at with a handful of developers here in the space already are looking at kind of doing a communal co-living house. I honestly think probably more than a house, but to start, they're looking at buying a house and, and trying to st- establish something for moving from out of town into town and having a place to land with Bitcoiners and get yourself on your feet until you can find that more stable living situation. Yeah, that that's probably the biggest thing right there. You, you just reminded me whenever I moved to Austin, I was young and I was 19, I think. And I had $150 in my pocket and I did, I knew nice. one person in Austin and I, I barely had a car. <laughs> I had a car for about a, the first week and I was Austin in Austin and, and I, I lost it. It, it. it said, thanks. No, thanks. I'm not going to do this anymore. So I showed up on sixth street. I had $110 in my pocket by the time I got to Austin because of gas and a pack of beer and I knew one person and you know, that's all it really took because I was willing to do the suffering. It didn't really matter. You know, I was, I wanted to get out of small town, Texas. I was young and I was vibrant. You know, I had a lot of energy. I had a lot of ignorance, <laughs> but you know, it didn't take long, man. And, and I think that's what the spirit that you're bringing here with the, the, the pleb lab and everything, and just everything that you're involved with, this is a group of people is once you walk through that door there at the Capitol factory, you'd feel welcome because I did. I mean, the first person I saw was car when I walked in and then here, here you come, you and I had talked a couple of times, but it, it was like, we knew each other. I felt comfortable, man. I felt, I felt okay. I felt empowered that, Hey, this, this could work out. This is going to be something, this is going to be a journey that I want to be a part of. So I, I wanted to bring that to people that are thinking about, it and you know, they're, they're talking themselves out of it. My father always says, don't live in the wreckage of the future. And so what that means is don't sabotage your destination, you know, create your destination and go for it. And where there's a landing, there's a landing zone, there's a ground zero that you can land there in Austin. And there's going to be a, you're just getting started. You just said it's, it's only been what five, six months. This has been going on. This is a, 
this, this is nothing <laughs> yet. And so if you want to get on early, like people say, it's too late to buy Bitcoin. It's not too late to get to Austin. You know, if you, if you got the drive and you're willing to suffer and turn, turn suffering into your best friend, you know, pack up. It's, it's almost a block party time. So get your ass in gear. So, but that's cool about that. It was plebhouse.life, right? Plebhouse.life. Pleb, pleb that's correct. Okay, cool. So, you know, those are, those are some good points. Let's tell everybody where, where the Capital Factory is. It's on 7th and Brazos. If you do not know this, it's on the eighth floor. And so it's it's really easy to find. It's in the second half of the the Omni Hotel there. Um, it's been there for a long time. A lot of good businesses have been there. I actually used to work in that business, uh, in that building. It was a multimedia company that did a lot of marketing and advertising on the international level. Uh, they're not there anymore, uh, but now the Capital Factory is. So uh, you are. So the Pleb Lab is. So I wanted to get that kind of out front so people could really you know, understand what you're doing. Let's talk about where you left at. Uh, we have a block party going on. Um, go ahead and start it where you want to start it as far as describing it, your thoughts about it, what you see happening on Thursday, December 2nd on Rainy Street, and what this will lead to in the future. Sure. I First, I want to circle back real quick and say, I'm glad you had a great time here, Slim. I think, um, to kind of finalize the conversation around like if you're interested in coming to Austin, you've heard the whispers in the wind about what we're doing down here and what what's going on in the Bitcoin space. Just come, man. Yeah, there's going to be some hardships. Like it's never easy to like transition into a new place away from what you're familiar with. But the thing that I've found in my years of travel and, and bouncing around the world is that like having that sense of community is a really powerful tool for getting established. And the community here is as strong as anywhere I've ever been. So if you're a Bitcoiner at heart and you're really just interested in being surrounded by other Bitcoiners, you could do a lot worse than being in Austin. So reach out, say hello, get in my DMs, say something on Twitter. There's a whole bunch of us here and we're all really ready to like reach out and help other Bitcoiners get here and get organized. So yeah, cool. Thanks. You've, um, you've now been recruited, so there's no more questions. Get in your car. Leave now. <laughs> Facts. <Yeah. laughs> so, so leading into the the Bitcoin block party, which is put together for, organized by, and entirely pleb, the Bitcoin block party. Um, it stemmed from a couple of things. It stemmed from the social nature of what we do at Austin Bitcoin Club. It's on the same day that we have the Austin Bitcoin Club meetup. It's the first Thursday of every month. Uh, so this Thursday in, holy shit, what are we down to? Two more days? Tuesday? Yeah, man. Holy hell, time flies. Yeah. Um, so, so we're two days away from the, the, the Bitcoin block party. It stemmed out of Austin Bitcoin Club's very kind of social nature. But it's also powered by companies in our ecosystem. So we have a bunch of really cool devs in Pleb Lab working on a lot of really cool projects. And we've just used them to kind of make this night a reality. Obviously, if you don't know yet, I don't know how you don't know yet. But if you don't know yet, the whole thing down there is being powered by Oshi. Oshi is an unbelievable platform for 
hyper-localized e-commerce that helps these small businesses in your community put themselves out there in a digital platform promoting their business. It promotes them on a Bitcoin standard. So not only can they promote locally, but they can promote to Bitcoiners and they can promote to Bitcoiners with Bitcoin back rewards through the cost savings associated with working on Lightning versus something like your standard payment operating system. So all of the businesses that we've been onboarding down on Rainy Street, it's a bunch of food trucks, a couple of bars. It's going to be a really freaking cool night. But basically what we're doing is we've, we've onboarded all these businesses. We've onboarded the bars. I got a bunch of Bitcoin companies to sponsor the event. We're going to pull those funds and we're essentially going to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We're going to subsidize the cost of the event for basically everybody who shows up. You show up. I don't slim. I don't think anybody's ever done this big of a sats back reward, but like we're looking at a minimum of 50% sats back. That's, that's like my bear case. I already have that locked in. So bear case scenario come Thursday, you're going to go and buy a $10 meal. You're going to get $5 back in Bitcoin. I don't know how it gets much better than that. Well, I do know how it gets much better than that. I double it and we go for it. You buy a $10 meal and I, I give you $10 back in Bitcoin, but I, I need a couple more sponsors before we arrive there. So the idea is we're basically going to show up here at Capital Factory where we have the awesome Bitcoin Club meetup that starts at 6.30 p.m., 701 Brazos Street, downtown. Doors open at 6.30. We'll give it a few minutes to allow people to kind of trickle in and make sure they're here. Um, we'll launch things off probably around 6.45. We will have the event's main sponsor. Um, has a few minutes to talk about their company, why they decided to get involved, <clears throat> and then probably get the crowd hyped up. Brian Harrington is the speaker. Um, he's been doing circular economy stuff out in California for a very long time. And honestly, was a bit of the inspiration in the early days for me with what we were trying to put together with the Austin Bitcoin Club. It's where I got the idea of orange pilling Rainy Street. So I'm, I'm really excited to have him as the speaker and be participating in this event. Yeah, he, he's, he's been going for a long time. I met with him when, right when I got into this space as well. Um, he was nice enough to talk to me and he, he's relentless. Uh, that's so cool <laughs> that he's flying to Austin out from, you know, from California. So that'll be great. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm super pumped on how many people seem to be coming in from out of state. I've got handfuls of people talking about flying in. I've got confirmation that there's like a caravan driving down from Nashville. It's pretty freaking wild. <clears throat> but yeah, it's honestly slim. It, the coolest thing is that even setting this event up, like really getting involved with the ecosystem that's coming out of club lab. It's like the event itself is kind of powered by and run on Oshi on the back end. There's even more that went down though. So like all of those event sponsors, like the Bitcoin companies that are sponsoring this event, I was able to use one of the other products in our office called ZapRite. Uh, ZapRite is a beautiful Bitcoin invoicing app. It allows you to make super beautiful, super easy to use, super intuitive custom Bitcoin invoices. Uh, and I've used ZapRite for basically all of the back end for getting the sponsorships for this event. So ZapRite basically got all of the Bitcoin on our end so that we could sponsor this Bitcoin event that is on Oshi, which is also in the room. 
Uh, it's just really a cool night to get the pleb community together and highlight the power of having Bitcoin businesses propagating into the universe. Yeah, I'm going to bring up something real quick because you made me think of something in a in a person's mind when they're wanting to, to branch out and do something like, let's say, on the scale that you're doing. You don't have a technical background, do you? I I'm a freaking knuckle dragon military boy. I do not have any kind of technical background, no. But you work around a lot of technical people. I work around a lot of really brilliant technical people, yeah. And you're able to put all that together and you're able to dream and you're able to theorize and you're able to kind of connect dots in a way that you probably never even knew that you could just because you're in this Bitcoin space, because you're around all these really smart, intelligent developers. Um, they never get enough credit, of course. And so I wanted to bring that out for people. You don't have to be a technical background guy to do something like you're doing, Kyle. So that's motivation speak right there. That's, you know, build some momentum in your thought processing speak right there. So go ahead. I, yeah, I'd like to add to that for sure, because I, I'm not very technical. I landed in Austin and I knew I wanted to try and get involved in Bitcoin. When I first landed here, it was like my thought process was entirely like, I just am going to find a job at a Bitcoin company. I remember telling my mom, my friends, it's like, I don't, I listen, I don't care if Unchained Capital hires me as a fucking janitor. They're going to have the <laughs> cleanest building they've ever worked in. Like, I just want to work for a Bitcoin company. I just want a foot in the door. And as I started doing the research and started looking more and more into it, I like, I just didn't know what I was going to do. And then again, I just kind of met Carr, and one thing led to another. And I just realized the way into Bitcoin. And this is like a lot of people have reached out since I started doing this, asking about how can I get involved in Bitcoin if I want to do something like what you've done. And my answer has been like, there's two lists you can write down, right? There's the list of things you know you're good at. And then there's another list of things that you know you enjoy doing. I think the, the thing that you should be trying to do if you're looking to get involved in Bitcoin somehow is find where those two lists have some overlap, right? A thing that you're good at and the thing that you like doing. I love people. I love communicating with people and working around people and just being social and communicative. And I'm also really good at organizing community. So I took those two things and I just ran with it. And that same concept I think really applies in almost anything you could think of because everything is going to move into Bitcoin. So find something that you know you enjoy doing and that you know that you're good at and then just keep fucking doing it. Get up every day and just keep doing it. So it's amazing that I've learned and been able to connect the dots and like I get smarter every day working with all of these devs. The other thing that really helps Slim as a Bitcoiner is that we hold the fucking soundest money ever. I have a money where I know that the energy I've put into it isn't going anywhere, which allows me to think and vision and idealize further out into the future, which allows me to work on even bigger shit every day that I fucking wake up because my vision keeps getting bigger as I'm able to look further and further into the future because I fucking sit here on a secure foundational monetary instrument.
You know, that's a good point. And I think it was with Marty when I was talking with him on his his podcast. You know, I said, what Bitcoin has allowed me to do is basically see a part of myself that was always there, a creativity that was always there that I didn't have access to because of the limitations of our centralized world and how we have to, you know, the, the, the lack of accountability in it, the lack of storing of value of our creativity. And you just spelled it out perfectly right there. It's like, cause you have that, you have that security, you have that foundational um, stability of being able to move forward in the darkness because it's not dark. There is light there. And so, you know, that, that's a very good point that you bring up. It's that it, it opens up yourself in a way that you, you've never been able to tap into. Yeah. Well, along those lines, or at the very least, it, um, it completely bolsters things that you may have been aware of, Mm-hmm. But that, but that you didn't necessarily know how to uh, fully tap into. So, like, sure. I had a generalized idea of some of the things that I believed were coming. Like, my vision of like where the world was going and what things were coming down the pipeline. I, I've had a very long-term vision of the future and the things that I would be like kind of doing in that future for many, many years, even before I found Bitcoin. But it was it was once I found Bitcoin and actually got involved in Bitcoin that the 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 vagueness of it kind of starts to crystallize. So I had always this foggy understanding of what was coming. But once I got involved in Bitcoin, just more and more and more of that stuff further down the line comes out of the fog and comes into the sun and it it becomes again, it becomes much easier to do the things necessary today when what I see out there is no longer foggy. When it's when it's right there out in the open, like, man, yeah. And then you just get it done. It's just straight back to that proof of work. It is. It's proof of work. I saw a tweet yesterday, and I, I, I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was a very good point. Oh, it was uh, Phil with uh, Simply Bitcoin. And he said a lot of these companies that a lot of us or corporations that we've had to be involved with, you know, a lot of people that have been in the technical software, you know, whatever space it is, you know, they're pretty much failed companies in a lot of ways. And one way you can tell a failed company is that they engineer, basically, they don't engineer productivity. They engineer a sense of mediocrity that always keeps you busy and keeps challenging you in ways that aren't bringing out the best of you, but are actually diminishing your, your spirits, your, you know, your skill sets. And, you know, Bitcoin doesn't allow that. You have to <laughs> innovate. You have to live in the truth. You have to keep on plugging forward. And when you do that, you know, like you said before, that that's going to be secure. Your, your work that you've done today is going to be secure. You can move on now. You can lockstep forward. Here we go. Let's move forward and let's get bigger. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and uh, I I mean, I personally can't speak for everybody in the office, but I would right. I'd, I'd be willing to bet that not a single person in Pleb Lab feels like the uh, day to day workflow of being in Pleb Lab is um, is diminishing their soul in any stretch of the imagination. Like every single day in there, I, I made a joke the first day in there, Slim. I like I like pushed on the windows and I was like, 
people are like, what are you doing over there? And I'm just like, guys, I, I feel like we might need to reinforce these windows. Like the magic in this room is just going to like explode out of this office. It's going to be crazy. And, uh, it's, it's been true. It, that workspace is, I don't even know. I, I can't, I can't describe the kind of energy in that room. It's so good. I fucking love it. That's cool. You don't worry about a fiat that much anymore. Do you, you don't worry about all the bills and all the debts and all that, the car payments, the, all the crap that you, you know, you have to worry about as you're slaving away in your little, your little, uh, walled garden of a pod. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to worry about that. You know, it is, it, 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 it gives you some spirit, man. That, that is so cool. And, um, and it, it's, it's led me to that, you know, it, it allows me to, kind of do something that I was doing. Uh, I'm Gen X. I'm a generation removed from you. And it, it allows me to tap back into those startup days. And I look at the startup days and all the successes we had and all the failures we had. And even when you had failures, it wasn't that big of a deal because you knew you were innovating. I see this, the Bitcoin world, the Bitcoin space. I see Austin, you know, the, it's just as big or 10 times bigger than what I experienced. I see it coming. And, uh, you know, it's really cool that you're, you're help pioneering that in, in the capital city. Well, thanks. That feels like that sentence feels like it's bigger than what I'm doing, but I mean, I guess that's kind of what I'm doing. Like I, yeah, slim. It's just wild. I don't know. Like I'm barely able to keep up with how fast things are going out here. It's like it, just a couple months ago, I was just a guy living in a FedEx truck. And now I, uh, people are talking about pioneering new things. And I'm just like, I, I guess, I don't know. I'm just hanging out with Bitcoiners and we're just doing our thing. That's really, that's what we're doing out here. Well, and that's how it always feels whenever you're going through success and you don't really fully see it because you're not you're not doing it because of success. You're doing it because it's it's just it's what you're you're it's the magnetism of it all. It's just what you're you know, it leads you to it. So it's it's not like you're patting yourself on the back and saying, hey, I'm pioneering a whole new society here. But uh, you're too humble. But, you know, in a lot of ways we are in ways we don't even understand if you're really doing proof of work every day and you are innovating and you are getting around guys that are, you know, their own little holistic think tank of, you know, something that's new and something that's innovative. You're not really paying attention to the outcomes. You're not basically, you know, you're doing the best you can and you're letting go of the results because you have faith in those results because, you know, protocol of Bitcoin gives you that, that value that you can rely on. And so, that's how I see it. That's, I just see something magical going on and I just want people, you know, if they can, if they're willing to, to tap into that. And it doesn't have to be, you know, what you're doing or what I'm doing with the, the Texas beef initiative. It can be anything. It doesn't matter. You know, if you, if you want, if you want to go out there and have a tree business, bring Bitcoin into your tree business. If you want to open up a restaurant, bring Bitcoin into your restaurant, bring the decentralized thought of Bitcoin, the decentralized philosophy of Bitcoin into your innovation. It doesn't matter what it is. That's and that's what I love about OSHI app. And last night on Spaces, we were talking and we were saying, well, we don't really think we're going to have to shill OSHI app that much because it, it basically shills itself. And there was a couple of, you know, uh, D++ was on there. Genealogic was on the, the Spaces. 
and they're very good orange fillers. You know, that's what they do. They're very good at it. They're very natural about it. And um, as far as the benefits of Oshi, kind of you, you're pretty well versed in the Oshi app. Let's talk about Michael and how he's put that together and kind of let's uh, kind of repeat what was discussed last night on that space. It's called the, the reason that we're both attracted to it and what you see in it is the, the, the true value add. Sure. <clears throat> I think the the number one thing that attracts me to the Oshi app is the fact that Michael is the man behind the Oshi app. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've only talked to his developer very briefly. Um, looking forward to meeting him as well. But the very first time I met Michael, it was very apparent that this guy just got he got it. He understood Bitcoin and. Once he grokked it, he was all in with the same kind of visionary nature of like, this thing needs to work. How can I find a way to add value to the system and the energy that is Michael? The man is a wizard. And the first time I ever met him, I was just like, okay, if there is a product out there that's going to be successful, this is certainly one of them. And the reason I believe that even before really getting into the product that is Oshi is that the man himself is just going to make it happen. So I'm a firm believer in the proof of work model. Michael's putting in the proof of work. The guy basically sold me on himself. And then you get into what Oshi is and holy shit, Slim. I mean, you know, this thing is next level the thought process and detail that they went into like putting this thing together and all of the intensive models that they've baked into this app. It's so good. It's such a no brainer. So for those of you who still don't know about Oshi, I mean, Oshi is, Oshi is, I think we touched on it a bit earlier when we were talking about the block party, but Oshi is a, it's an e-commerce platform. So we are at peak internet adoption, especially in the United States of America. We've basically reached almost full adoption of an internet standard. We still have 85% of business in America that doesn't have any web presence at all. No e-commerce. They are not doing business online. And that 15% that does have that, you know, have have captured the e-commerce market, they're the ones that are making the billions of dollars, of course. Yeah, the 15% that does exist is like, Probably like 50% of that 15% is Amazon. Yeah. Um, another 25, 30% is Walmart, Target. It's a bunch of companies that have siphoned all of the value out of our local communities and taken it all for their fucking trips on a mega yacht. It's whatever. It's fuck them. So uh, the, the beauty of Oshi is that it easily and for no cost at all allows local business to have an e-commerce presence. It is built native on lightning. So what it does is it it acts as an e-commerce platform. It acts as a promotions app. So basically these businesses can run promotions similar to like a Groupon style. Uh, I, I personally see it morphing when, when Michael got here, it was pitched much more as like a Groupon model. I think we're developing towards a more like DoorDash Uber Eats model, but, but none of the models of like prior businesses fully describe what Oshi is because it's so much bigger than all of these fiat systems. 
So where it currently sits right now is it's like, it's an e-commerce platform. It acts as the payment operating system for the Bitcoin standard because it is lightning native. It acts as like a Groupon-esque, DoorDash-esque kind of model where it shows the businesses, it shows their products, it shows the deals, and those deals are actually Bitcoin rewards deals. So the standard across the app is 1.5% sats back, but if the business wants to do more or do a bigger deal or run a special, they can absolutely do that. It's exactly what we'll be doing for the block party where we'll be aiming for 100% sats back. <clears throat> Bear case will be at 50% sats back. And um, yeah, did I, did, did I touch on that? I mean- Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I, it's such a, it's okay. So there's more to it as well. This is the other thing that we talked about last night is I think the part that at the, the very beginning got me the most excited with the Oshi app is I see a huge amount of potential for just the army of Bitcoin plebs that are out there working fucking Uber delivery jobs and all of these fucking kind of like side hustles or even main hustles that are just shit fucking jobs, right? There's this huge potential to use Oshi as a side hustle and eventually get out of the fiat system through the incentive model that is what Michael calls weaponized evangelism, right? So right. if you get inside of the Oshi app and you understand how it works and you start realizing how this thing and how Bitcoin, we all talk Bitcoin, right? We talk Bitcoin until we're blue in the face. So there is now an opportunity to talk Bitcoin until you're blue in the face with local businesses in your neighborhood. If you use Oshi, and you get local establishments onboarded to a Bitcoin standard, all of the sales that happen through that establishment on Oshi, you're earning a small sats back commission on all of the sales that take place through the Oshi app at that establishment. I personally, as soon as I heard that the first time, I saw this whole opportunity for just like a bunch of people who are gonna really just, I personally think like retire they're going to create an empire. Like you get a handful of the early stage businesses and you really grow out your, like your base of like, I've got 50, a hundred, 200 businesses that are the early stage, like onboardings of the Oshi app and you're earning commissions on all sales through that app forever. Holy shit. That, that slim, that part of the Oshi app is that's next level, man. Yeah, you don't have to use this legacy sell system. You don't have to use this legacy marketing system. It, like you said, there's there's a built-in evangelistic opportunity here to where you can better your life just by using the Oshi app and talking about it. And we do. We talk about Bitcoin until we're blue in the face. We try to orange people in ways that uh, we don't really know how to orange fill them because they really don't see that tangible value. They can't grasp it. I believe that Oshi is bringing that basically defining moment of going, oh, I see what you're saying. I see the value add. I see why I should really incorporate this into my life, into my consumerism, and to into my education to my family, my friends, my strangers, the people who I like to buy from, who I like to support on the local level, the community level. And you know, you brought up the local communities and how you know they are definitely trying to destroy our small businesses. COVID proved that 40% of our uh, small businesses will not be coming back. 
where we all, you know, rely on that, basically that rent seeking behavior of buying everything through Amazon instead of really going into your community and trying to find it. Or even somebody that's just not associated with these big billionaire conglomerate systems. And so it's the perfect storm to, to empower us to for people like working those shit jobs within within six months people are going to say i what what do you do well i i talk oshi <laughs> i make a living <laughs> because i'm getting all these rewards back because i'm bringing people into it and somebody on spaces last night in i think it was deep plus said and i agree with her is like i don't really care if if they say they're accepting bitcoin and oshi i'm gonna go buy my steak from them i don't care anything yep. else you know, this is, that's it. It's like, you know, Paula, you know, everybody's saying that it's a one, uh, one, whatever uh, thing system. And as far as voting now, if you're a Bitcoiner, then we're voting for you. Okay. If you're, if you're a retail business, if you're a rancher, if you're a restaurant, if you accept Bitcoin with the OSHA app, I'm going to go eat with you. That's going to be very powerful in ways that people don't understand yet. And once the restaurants, and this is what you're facilitating with Rainy Street, once once this happens, everybody's going to come flocking to that because they actually understand it now. And that, that takes time. That's part of the adoption and part of the education process. That's why you're so excited. That's why I'm excited. That's why, Michael, I don't understand how he, he gets everything done that he does. And, you know, his, his developer, I've met him. I work with him because what we're doing to, for the Texas Beef Initiative. But, yeah, I believe that you spelled that out really well. Uh, Slim, I know how he gets it done. Long ass work days, nonstop. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Proof That's of work, true. man. That guy works hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's next level. I'm super pumped about it. I think the, um, I mean, hell, I was talking to Carl last night on our way to a, a little going away party for a friend of ours. I was like, I've been 100% in financially or very, very, very close to 100% in financially for a very long time. And with the things that we've got going on here in Austin and Oshi, I'm so close to being able to actually be at zero in fiat. Like once yeah. the once the the restaurants and now even more importantly, the fucking ranchers and the farmers get on a Bitcoin standard, I just order all of my food on a Bitcoin standard and I'm fucking done. I like just don't need fiat in my life at all anymore. And man, what a fucking beautiful thing. The, literally, Slim, after we get food, the last thing I need is I need to get fucking fuel. I need to be able to put diesel in my truck on a Bitcoin standard. Uh, that's it. That's all that's left. And I'm, that I'm guessing based on the fact that like these energy companies are literally going to be moving into Bitcoin mining, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would not take a bet on the fact that I, my guess is in the next handful of years, you'll be able to show up at a fucking gas station pump and scan a QR code at the fucking thing and pay Bitcoin for your fuel too. So, Oh, I know. it's going to happen just because of the mining aspect of it right there. I mean, there's a, there's, there's a pivot point there within the, the gas and uh, you know, Petro and the mining and Bitcoin and it all just, they have to work together. They will work together. And I know behind closed doors, they're already planning it. So that's something oh, the, definitely the, on the radar. Behind closed doors, they're already doing it. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> this, sh- this shit is fucking close. It's a lot closer than a lot of people fucking. 
Yeah, let's bring that back. I want, I want to wrap it around because everything I'm doing, the Substack I write, it's it's just not about food intelligence. It's just not about the Texas Beef Initiative. It's all right, guys, it's time to engineer our lifestyles in a different way. You have to bring lifestyle into it. You have to say, I'm going to change my fucking lifestyle now. And I'm going to do it in a way that maybe my grandfather did because he lived a very decentralized life. He lived with a party system, a two-party line system. There's things that in our history that our, our ancestors did that they brought, they brought this decentralized way of living to the table. They didn't have to worry about all of the outside world. Their food was secure because they knew the other people that were growing the crops that they didn't grow, but they were sharing the crops that they did grow. They were sharing part of their hog. They were sharing part of their cattle. They were sharing their eggs. They were sharing their fowl. They were doing everything decentralized already. What we're doing in the Bitcoin space and what I'm doing with food intelligence with the Texas Beef Initiative, onboarding every Texas rancher that is selling locally that I can find with Bitcoin and the OSHA app with the Lightning Network is to decentralize something that they've always done, their ancestors did. And what that is, it's going to create a new lifestyle. When I can go out Saturday and I can go get a quarter of a cow or a half a cow out to the hill country, let's say out to, you know, KNC cattle, whatever it is. I know I'm going to have that food security. I know what I'm going to be eating anytime, anytime I want to. I can plan meals. I can plan a lifestyle around that acquisition and that sourcing of pure animal protein. That creates a whole new lifestyle. That creates how you live your days. You know, if, it, if, it, if it's just the weekends, if it's just at nights that you, you're only at, able to prepare that animal protein, that is creating a new lifestyle of friendship. You're having people over, you're designing outings, you're doing whatever it is that people do. Camping, it doesn't really matter. What you're doing is you're re-engineering your lifestyle as you're adopting the Bitcoin network and the decentralization of our food. Hyper-localized, hyper-community oriented. Yeah, I'm I'm bullish on the the reorg. I'm very bullish on the reorg. <laughs> yeah, guess what? I think you, you brought it up last night. What are we doing? Doing a circular economy here or something? You know? Yeah, yeah, maybe something about a circular economy, know, yeah. something like that. So yeah, and people people need to you know they need to wake up to the ideas of it, to the theories of it, to to the dreams of it, to the creativity what the innovation is going into it and say, yeah, this is actually better than, than watching freaking Netflix on, you know, Saturday morning, whenever I should be out there empowering myself in ways that I didn't know I was able to empower myself. It's going to make me feel better. I'm going to think more clear. I'm going to develop some new close uh, personal relationships I'm going to basically be around a lot, a lot of like-minded people that are thinking like me. I don't have to dumb myself down with this centralized way of entertainment, centralized way of eating that has made us made us all pretty much lazy, ignorant, stupid in ways that a lot of people don't want to admit. We have to come to terms with this. We have to have a, an accountability mirror and put it up and say, hey, this is time to change my lifestyle. I have the tools to do it now. And, you know, that's something that I think that's very powerful with your message and just your energy level that you bring to the table. I mean, you know, we're doing this early in the morning 
and I, I have no problem doing it. I, I look forward to it, you know, the night before. I don't have a problem getting up today and going and working <laughs> 16, 18 hours. I love doing it. It's it's a blast now. If if I'm not part of the Bitcoin network with Oshi, with the Austin Bitcoin Club, everything that I'm, you know, inserted myself into, then my life is not going to be as exciting and as empowering as it is right now. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent the same. Slim. I um, I I literally I go home every single night exhausted, physically and mentally. I'm drained. I can't wait to get in bed. By the time I get there, I I literally I get a shower, I get in bed, I go to bed. But the next morning at six fifteen a.m., when my lights turn on automatically as my alarm clock. Mm-hmm. I jump, I jump out of bed. I look like a fucking Mario character. I'm like, woo. It's like the, the tank that is like spirit is so full that like the mental and physical levels of exhaustion are completely topped up by the time I wake up in the morning, I get that sleep. And like, while I'm sleeping, like spirit just like overflows into mental and physical, like re-energizing. And I just wake up 100% ready to go. I hit the ground running. I'm out the door. It's still dark. I go back home. It's been dark. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. I fucking love what I do every single day. I love the people I'm around. I love that we can get out here and spread this community and this message and this tool out into the world. I just like, honestly, I don't know what the fuck I'd be doing without it. So I'm super, super pumped to be here. Super glad that we crossed paths. Can't wait to see where all of this goes, man. Super bullish on all of it. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it's, it's fun. And one thing that um, I look forward to is that I don't think we understand how big this is going to be. And I think that we're right there on the cusp of, you know, getting into uh, something that we didn't, we didn't really foresee, but uh, we'll see. We gotta, we gotta keep working. We gotta keep on, you know, plugging forward. Um, I want to bring in a couple of guys that you know give a lot of credit to, you know, one of them is um, first person I met when I came into the Austin Bitcoin club, you know, was Carr. And, you know, I, he, he is so humble and he, he's so good. He's your partner. He's the first guy you talk to about the Austin Bitcoin club. He doesn't like to get a lot of attention, but I, I, I wanted to bring some attention to, you know, everybody. Cause you know, he's working for Marty now. He's his producer doing an excellent job. He's so good with, you know, podcasting with the, the production of it, the, from the audio to the video, just knowing how to set up, you know, podcasting 2.0. And so, you know, I wanted to bring him and, you know, kind of, kind of speak about your relationship with Carr. Yeah. Carr's awesome. He's also a really fucking hardworking guy, man. So I, man, I mean, none of this would have happened if it wasn't for him. I have been for many, many, many years before Bitcoin, like an entrepreneur, I've always known that like the idea of working a fiat corporate ladder climb was never going to be my thing. But I've always been looking for a business partner. Like I have skill sets and I have things that I'm not so good at. And it is, it's unbelievable how just perfectly balanced the synergy of energy is between me and Carr. We are a great dynamic duo. And again, super, super, super pumped to have crossed paths with him. Um, yeah. He's basically crushing it. I, he is my behind the scenes guy. He builds the websites. He does a lot of the kind of digital artwork. He does the podcasting. He does 
he does basically he's the he's honestly he's as far as i talk about like i'm good with people and like people i'm actually not great at networking uh i'm not uh very i'm not very good at like this blows people's minds a lot of the time slim but like i'm actually pretty introverted i don't like large crowds i don't like uh jumping right into like new people social scenes um I kind of let people come to me for the most part. And that's something the car is really good at. That guy loves to just get out there and like jump in and meet new people. And that's kind of some of what we've done is like, he's done a lot of the networking and he just brings it to me. And and as far as business is concerned, I just, I try to close things. I'm just the closer. (laughs) Well, it sounds like a pretty cool, uh, you know, partnership there. Good friendship. Uh, Yeah. I, I look at, uh, car. He, he's a he's a fantastic producer. He produces, you know, he directs and he produces. He brought in uh, Logan and Logan is now, you know, he's doing my podcast and they got me up to speed really, really fast. And, you know, they're a hell of a lot better than my podcast is right now as far as results. But that's just podcasting when you first start out. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm totally confident and very excited, you know, to have them on board. And once again, it was because meeting you, the networking aspect of what you're doing in Austin from KNC cattle to car to Logan to Marty, everything, you know, it's all this great group of people that are really trying to help each other out. So I want to give thanks to that. And especially to you. One thing I want to bring up, go ahead. I was going to say thank you. And, and, uh, car sends a thank you as well. Um, but then, yeah, the, the beyond like the, the recognition for me and car is honestly the, the most powerful tool that all of us have is this community. In my opinion, that is just really something that so many people and so many, even Bitcoin businesses that a lot, I, my experience thus far slim is that a lot of fucking people and institutions are sleeping on the power of community and like you you've got logan working for you now and we've got alex back here we've got a handful of people and it keeps growing but we've got a really 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 powerful community of people that just keep wanting to get involved and the amount of work that the plebs have done behind the scenes to help us in bitcoin club to help pleb lab to help keep us in pleb events it's unbelievable. It's incredibly humbling. And I, I want to send a thank you out to everybody who's helped us because we wouldn't have gotten here without all of you. So that's, I love being able to give thanks because it it comes from the heart. It comes from a good place that, you know, I see kind of a, you know, I, I tell people, you know, shut out the noise right now. You see it so bad on, you know, and this is not calling anybody out. It's just the world we live in. I don't have a TV and I know I'm pretty sure you don't have a TV and I don't watch the news. I refuse to, to let that noise into my life, you know, and I see a lot of Bitcoin Twitter, you know, it really focuses on a lot of noise. I don't have time for it. I don't have a desire for it. Uh, I'm very protective of not letting it into my space. And so, you know, by not letting all this noise come in, you know, it gives me hyper focus. It keeps me hyper vigilant. It keeps me hyper excited in ways that I hope that people understand that you don't have to pay attention to the noise. The party's over here. 
the the, <laughs> the interesting aspect of our life and our times is right here, right now. And so, you know, if if you if you have an addiction to the noise, <laughs> turn the damn thing off. Don't pay attention to it. It's a distraction. You know, come over here and start becoming the distraction with us and do whatever you can. Bring your skill set, whatever it is, your ideas, your motivation, your talent. Just bring it over and let's start being the noise instead of paying attention to the distractions. So that's yeah, something I, I wanted to bring up. Go ahead. I agree. I agree. I think um, I, I've said it about actual war, um, but but I think on just like a deeper, just completely metaphysical day to day life experience, I would say that what what I've said in the past is true, and it kind of like ties into what you just said, which is that like I don't wake up and live my life. I don't like I don't go out into the world looking for war, and I've said if you but if you bring war like right to my doorstep, then I will defend with everything that I have. But I think it's true with noise and signal as well. Like I don't wake up and I don't go out into the world looking for noise. Uh, if you bring noise right to my door, then I will fight it with signal. But wake up and just be a part of the signal. Search for the signal. Stop like spending your energy actually looking for noise. There's a lot of it out there. Some of it's just going to come and find you, but try your best not to go out looking for it. It is a giant waste of your time. And, and if you're stuck searching for signal, if you're out there spending your time looking for noise, you, you're not helping people who are trying to fix things by pumping more signal into the world. So just, yeah wake up and try and uh, tune out the noise. I agree with that message. Yeah, it's it's a responsibility I think we need to bring to the space and, and it's a responsibility we need to bring to the younger generation. You know, the the noise is, is a PSYOP. It, it is by design. It's not by random chance. We'll, you know, there's a lot of people that know that. So just kind of focus on that. It's not preaching, but it's. I just wanted to bring that into the conversation. One other thing I want to bring into the conversation today, um, Bitcoiner Movie is coming to this part of Texas today, and he's going to do some movie fi film shots. We're going to do some scenic shots. He's going to do an interview with Texas Slim and talk about the Texas Beef Initiative. Uh, I'll be discussing the OSHA app. I'll be discussing, you know, the Austin Bitcoin Club, uh, the block party. And we're going to spend a whole day doing that. That's going to be a fun day. And then he's headed to Austin. So I want everybody listening to this realize that the the bitcoiner movie guy he'll let you know his name but uh he he's coming to austin and he's going to be filming there at the block party too and i've seen the trailer for the bitcoiner movie it's pretty badass so it's it's, it's uh, so good yeah and you had a good explanation last night i, I like how you explained it because you saw that you've seen the trailer many times you were in it or you are in the movie and so kind of you know tell us what you were saying last night on spaces yeah, I, I mean, I've said it even before I saw the trailer slim as I was kind of like working with him to be a part of it when he was filming here the first time I his explanation of what he was trying to do led me to the very explanation that I gave last night, which is that in my mind, it feels like he's just trying to like take the positive the signal energy that is Bitcoin Twitter, the, 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 the high vibrational portion that is Bitcoin Twitter. And he's just trying to take that energy and turn it into a documentary. So it is a documentary about the plebs 
by the plebs for the plebs. Um, and it is just that positive energy. It's like, let's get a bunch of the Bitcoin Twitter guys and let's just talk about the positive aspects of Bitcoin and what it's done for our life. And I think it's, it, man, I hands down, I think it's one of the coolest documentary trailers I've ever seen. Can't wait to see that thing come out. Yeah. And he, he's added to it so well. I mean, I used to do some, you know, I worked in the documentary kind of space when multimedia, but he's added to it so well. I mean, it's got a lot of cool energy to it. It, 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 it snaps. It's, it's not boring. It, it, it touches on everything and it puts it into a, like a little capsule that I think he's going to do really well with it. And I'm so, super pumped for him. Yeah. It, it's going to be cool. I, I can't wait to see the, the, what happens there at the block uh block party as well you know when the movie comes out i think it'll probably be hopefully march or april that's what he's shooting for um so one thing i wanted to touch about and you can't tell everybody but you know with with the uh, the projects that you're working on right now what do you see happening in the next six months that that you can you can kind of confide with us and you know that you can kind of send a signal out there you know it doesn't have to be descriptive or anything but just kind of let people know that you know there it's just not talk that there's really proof of work going on behind the scenes and just kind of you know frame it in a way that you can sure um really where like where do i see pleb lab and what's going on here in the next six months uh i probably don't even need six months to see where i think things are going that's a bit too far out um but as i outlined much earlier like my thought process when we launched pleb lab was just like get this first round in and just prove that the model works and in the next six months i think we're going to prove that the model works uh i see a handful of guys in the office <clears throat> basically everybody that was a startup project that came into the office, they're all much, much closer to funding than they were three months ago. And <clears throat> my genuine belief slim is that by early in Q1 next year, a handful of them will raise whatever money it is they're looking to raise probably between 500,000 and a million dollars for several million dollar valuations for each of these companies. Uh, the next step for us is round two. Um, so within the next six months, my guess is that some of the guys in the office have gotten funded and we leverage that success. I've already pre-screened several of the candidates for round two of Pleb Lab. We've got a couple of really cool projects interested in coming in. So we'll probably be looking at, on my end, what I'll need to do is I'm gonna have to start looking into contracts because this will be the first, the first round where <clears throat> I now have a bit of success. I've built some connections that I didn't have for round one. So I'll be looking at <clears throat> setting up contracts for the group of people that come in for round two for like a very small amount of equity to be involved in Pleb Lab. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple of other things going on behind the scenes, some, some conversations that are upcoming with uh, a handful of people in the space, but I, I can't really speak too much about it at the moment. So. 
That brings me to wanting to talk about the Texas Beast Initiative and everything that I'm doing. Um, you've got a lot of stuff going on. What I've done as well is, you know, I've tapped into the Austin Bitcoin Club. Um, I was able to actually onboard the first cattle ranch in the state of Texas, KNC Cattle. And that's somebody you introduced me to. You had bought some beef from them and then you introduced me to Michael. And so with meeting Michael, meeting you, meeting Carr, everybody just kind of holistically happened to where, guess what? I have, because I was already going to go out there and start orange filling these ranchers to say, hey, we need to get you on the Bitcoin network. We need to get you decentralized in a way that you don't understand. And so by doing that, what we can do is let's uh, add value to what you're already doing. And it's kind of everything that we've already discussed. But with the Texas Beef Initiative, what I am doing is I'm going to go out there and we're going to get all of the local producers of animal protein. It doesn't have to be beef. It doesn't have to be, you know, um, chicken. It doesn't, any type of animal protein that is supporting local communities. And we're going to go out there and we're going to orange pill them and we're going to bring the OSHI app into their business. Just like you're doing on Rainy Street with the restaurants. Just, you know, hopefully we're, what we're going to do in the, the organic produce uh, fill, you know, as far as the industry in the, in the state of Texas as well. But the Texas Beast Initiative will basically onboard these ranchers. And we do have the first cattle rancher in the state of Texas that is accepting Bitcoin. And he's doing it with the Yoshi app. Um, that is KNC Cattle. So by doing that, I'm building a team. I'm building a platform that releases next week. Uh, I'm also out there looking for, um, actually, I've had some people talk to me about funding for the next phases. And so, you know, all of this is happening kind of like what you're doing, what I'm doing, and it is part of decentralizing our food that we have access to. And, you know, you're starting with it in Austin. Uh, I know that the block party is going to have tons of success. Um, you and Carr were having an argument about, you know, hey, is it going to be 150, 250, 300 people? But like you said, there's people doing caravans. There's people flying in from all over. So that's going to be, I think it'll be a, a full weekend of just a lot of um, Bitcoin onboarding, OSHI onboarding. And so you guys should have a have a blast. What do you have to take care of the next couple of days? Yeah, Slim, I think this moment is is really cool for Austin. It's really cool for the Bitcoin standard. It's uh, it feels pretty fucking magical for like Austin Bitcoin Club and Pleb Lab. I'm really, really, really bullish on the kind of moments. Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you good, Slim? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Um, we got a little delay there. Um, you know, we are coming down to the end of it. We're having some, internet. We're having some internet problems. So, um, what we're gonna do? We're gonna have separate audio tracks and everything. So we're gonna be okay on the editing of this. But we've had a good, you know, hour and ten minute rep. Uh, this is this is good. This is a good prelude into getting started. Uh, with our next phase as both of us are going into. Um, I want to thank you, Kyle. Um, and I want you to have all the success in the world. I want to give you all the support I can. And, you know, this is going to be a hell of a ride. And um, I look forward to seeing you really soon. And I really appreciate you coming on today. 
coming on this morning and uh we'll definitely see you again soon okay take care bud yeah th thanks for having me slim talk to you again soon see you thursday okay sounds good bud talk to you later